All right, all right. We're back at it again with another wonderful episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demion. And today we have an interesting topic. It was a big day, big project, got some things done. But I wanted to break it down a little bit, tell you a little bit about what I did and what it took to get me to that point. So that's what we're going to get into. Today I went to Speedway, sipping on a mocha latte, decided to switch things up a bit. Just took the customary sip. Let's get into it. So as I was trying to um, express earlier, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces here. So I'm going to need you to follow with me. So take a couple extra sips of coffee if you need it. But what did we accomplish today? So today we replaced the ignition assembly for my car. Now, what is the ignition assembly? This is the part where when you stick your key into your car and you turn it, that whole apparatus, yeah, I replaced that. Now, I am not a mechanic, right? But I did accomplish this. As we all know, we try to save a penny, save a few dollars, keep from going to the dealer who is going to charge you some crazy exponential price, something that probably is $50 worth of work, they're going to charge you $600 just because you don't have the information. So let's break down what happened. Now, maybe a year and a half to two years earlier, my car started having issues when I would stick the key in the ignition, I would go to turn it, and sometimes it would start, sometimes it wouldn't start. And I would think, you know, jingle the key around, this and that, and then the car would initially start. What ended up happening, eventually, it would come to a point to where the key was no longer working. The key would not start the car unless it was cold. So then I was thinking it was something with the atmospheric temperature. You know, the car needed to be cold or the, excuse me, the little apparatus needed to be cold. So I even bought a sunshade, let the windows down. And for a while that was working because I was thinking that this was getting closer to the solution. But it actually wasn't. So uh, before I got to that point, uh, maybe... A couple weeks earlier, I'd started watching videos on YouTube about similar issues with other people that had Ford Focuses 2008. Uh, come to find out, Fords, all Fords between 2008 to 2012, had a faulty ignition assembly, right? For your car, you know, when you stick your key in, that was faulty. So there were several people uh, with this same issue. So a couple people had videos on different solutions. Some people bypassed the whole ignition assembly completely added switches to their car. Some people went in and bought new uh, starter switches. And these are things that I had done. I didn't do the, um, the switch, but I had bought, I don't know how many starter switches and put them on because I was thinking, okay, it was just worn. It was just worn. But as I explored further and continued to have this issue that would reoccur more often than not, I said, no, it's got to be something a little more. So then I started watching videos on how this actually works. What are the mechanics of this issue, right? And come to find out that the ignition assembly was faulty. So that was cemented in my brain. I understood that through multiple videos and in my own personal experience with the car. Uh, so I decided that I needed to replace the whole thing because I was all the way down to starting my car with a screwdriver. You know, like one of those guys in the back alley that just popped the lock, hop in the car, rip out the starter switch, start the ignition. So if I ever needed to uh, start a car and didn't have a key to it, I know how to do it, but this was through trial and error. This was through YouTube, doing my due diligence, doing my research. 
because I didn't want to go to a dealer because I already knew they were going to charge me an exorbitant amount of money for something that was easily fixable. So last week, um, well, not last week, uh, earlier part of this week, I went on and decided to order the part. I ordered the whole assembly. Now, this is a job for a mechanic. I'm not a mechanic, but I could follow directions. But I've watched this operation, this procedure. I don't know how many times I watch these videos, the same videos over and over, six, seven times, back to back, come back a couple days later, watch it back to back again. So in my mind, I'm watching these mechanics and do-it-yourselfers fix their vehicles. So the switch, that sounds like the easiest idea, the easiest solution, but I said it doesn't solve the problem. Now, with my job, it revolves around a lot of start and stop with the car. Get in the car with your client, start the car, go, get out, talk to managers, get back in the car, start the car, cut it off, cut it on, cut it off. And I can't be sitting here with a screwdriver. It's just not a good look. One, it worked. Yes, it worked. But even that, too, started failing after a while because as you turn that screwdriver in the starter switch off and on, you start to wear and tear on that plastic. So the plastic started to break down. And then I had a couple of situations where it wouldn't start and I'd replace the starter switch. So I said, you know, we're just going to do it this week. This is it. Um, I was going to wait till I took my vacation because I thought I needed more time. But the more and more I watched the operation, the procedure, I felt more confident in my ability to get it done. So once the part came in, the part came in Wednesday, I said, I'm doing it this weekend. I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to do it Saturday. Today's Saturday. I'm recording this podcast. So as you know, I'm here recording. Things are going according to plan. Now, um, before I embarked on this mission, I did my notes, my normal documentation that I do on Saturdays, and then I had to record my podcast. But I said, I'm not going to record my podcast until I get the mission completed. So I told my mom beforehand, I said, this is how the day is going to go down. I'm going to do my notes. I'm going to fix the car. I'm going to record my podcast. And then we're going to go get something to eat. That's what I told her. She said, okay. I went over to her house, um, went by a tool store before I got to her house, picked up a, um, a pick. I picked up some more um, socket wrench bits. I picked up um, several tools. I picked up a tarp and everything, you know. So when I got to her house, I would have everything I needed and be good to go. Now I'll tell you how the procedure went when we come back. So I got to her house, had everything, or I thought I had everything, had everything together, get there. Now this is from memory, watching the video, having the video drilled into my mind, I don't know how many times. I went on, stripped everything off the car, got down to the part to where I needed to use these wrenches and tools. Now, this was new. This was the fourth dimension for me, right? So I used these specialized tools to get the wrenches, uh, to get to use a little socket wrench to take the little screws out, you know, took those out. Then they had one that was just crazy. And most people, what they do is they take the steering wheel off. They take the airbag off. I said, I'm not doing all that. I found a video, nice video that I'd watched several times. It said you could work around it. It said it's a little trickier but you can get it done. So I worked through all that, right? I don't want to bore you with all the details. I want to get to the meat of the matter, but I just want to also share some of the procedure because I'm, I'm quite frankly proud of it, right? So uh, I went and I did a whole bunch of stuff. And the last, the last part that was challenging, the most challenging, 
was taking the anti-theft security bolt off. Now, this is a bolt that breaks. It's a breakaway bolt, meaning once you screw it in, it breaks off so you can't unscrew it. So I had to get my Dremel tool, right? Had to ask my mom to give me every extension cord she had in the house. I had like four of them strung together, a Christmas tree. I know, complete fire hazard, but I had four of them strung together just to reach the car. Cut the bolt, take it out, disconnect the assembly, pull out all the attachments. Last part on that was that I had to take the ignition cylinder out of the assembly and put it in the, in the new one, right? I mean, we'd already removed the uh, demobilizer and all that stuff, but whatever. We got the car buttoned up. The car works. But the main, the main thing of the story, not that I fixed my car, is that from the time that I started thinking about fixing the car to when I actually fixed it, there was a period of time. The problem was even longer than that. So we're talking about a year and a half to two year span that I started having problems with this car until the day when there was a solution found. Now, why I'm bringing this up and I want to tell you about it in stages is that when we have an idea, a great idea, or we have a problem, sometimes the solution doesn't happen overnight, right? Sometimes we have a problem and we think we know what the solution is, but that may not be it. Sometimes we have a problem and we throw this at it and it might work for a bit, it might be a temporary fix and we might work this at it. But what we do is each time we make an effort, we learn more about the problem. I'm telling you, I've taught myself more about the ignition assembly and how cars actually run just from doing this than I would have if I just went to a dealer or a mechanic and said, here, here's my money, fix my problem. They would have fixed my problem having this experience, having this knowledge, not sharing any of that, just taking my money, five, $600 easy for this because, you know, I'd have been like, I don't, I need my car to start. It won't start. They would have went in there because they've done this a hundred times. So what I'm saying is, if there's something you wanna do, right? If there's something you wanna do, you have an idea. Maybe you don't know quite yet what it is. You have to get going, you have to get started. You have to do the trial and error. You have to try, see what works. If it works, okay, it's not working as well, try something else, try something else. But had I just sat there and not even started messing with the starter switches, not even started sitting there jinging the key, not going through the process of trial and error, I wouldn't have got to this point where I said, there is no other way but to replace the ignition assembly, right? So we have a contemplation stage. This is the stages of change, but you have a contemplation stage, right? Where you're thinking about making a change, where you're thinking about executing something, where you're thinking about doing something. There's a period of time, now this could last for years, this could last for days, this could last for weeks, this could last for months. Depends on what your situation is. But as I said, this problem started, you know, looking back, now that I fixed everything, looking back, I mean, it started about two, two to a year and a half ago. You know what I mean? So the thing is, right now you may have a great idea, right? You might be like, oh, I could just build this product and it would fix this. It's an idea. An idea is really nothing until you start putting the work behind it, start materializing it. So it can materialize before you're putting gas behind the fire. It's not enough to just have the idea you have to take action on the idea. You have to put effort into it so it becomes more real. The more you handle it, the realer it gets. So, you know, looking for the quick solutions, sometimes that works and sometimes that can keep you on the road, that can keep you rolling, keep you moving closer to your goal. But then sometimes there's different levels and times where you have to step outside of your comfort zone, right? I'm telling you, had my car 
never had any of these issues with the ignition. I probably wouldn't know half as much as I do about the mechanics of the ignition system. So, whatever your idea is, you may have a general idea, you may have a thought, but until you get in there, right, into the nuts and bolts and start actually manipulating it, handling it, trying different things, you will never know as much as you could, you know, from, from actually going through the process of trial and error. Trial and error is just the most, one of the most important things you can do. People do that with children. That's why a lot of times they raise the first kid, you know, maybe they spoil them silly or they're too hard on them, and then the next kid, they raise the complete opposite, right? Then the third kid, they kind of have a mix of what they did with the first kid and the second kid, and then they got it right. They're like, well, why is, why is a mom always let, you know, the first kid, she didn't let the kid go outside, the second kid, she lets the kid go outside, and the third kid, she goes outside with the kid because she finally got it right. There's no instruction books with babies. People just figure it out. But the thing is, until you have the baby, all you could do is speculate. Until you have a child of your own, all you could do is speculate on how it might be to raise a kid. Until you get under the hood of your car, you know, and start picking up wrenches and tools and getting in there and pulling this and seeing what happens and pulling that and seeing what happens, all you can do is speculate, you know, with the stock market. Until you get in there and start actually working with money and watching it, you know, liquidate and move and, and shift and the price fluctuations, you can only speculate. So whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, until you actually get in there and start working with it, all you can do is speculate. So trial and error, that's one of the best things you could do if you have a real idea and something you want to put out there. English. You're sitting here saying, oh, I can't speak English. Trial and error. Make some mistakes. You're going to have to make the mistakes. Sometimes they might just be, you know, the wrong, you make the left when you should have made the right, say the wrong thing, pronunciation's off doesn't matter you have to go through it you can't just expect to sound like somebody who's been speaking english all their life you know or even for 10 years somebody that's been speaking english for 10 years is a lot farther than somebody who's been thinking about speaking english for 10 years you know what i mean just like martial arts you can watch all the kung fu movies you want you can watch jackie chan you can watch Jet Li. you can watch some bruce lee you can watch gordon lee you can watch all those guys on tv kicking major tail right but until you actually get in the dojo and start training for yourself learning the katas learning how to use the weapons practicing exercising getting your body you know getting the training getting your breathing right you never truly understand all that goes into it of course they make it look easy they're masters at it they've been doing it for years it's second nature to them but you could also get to that level once you start manipulating the matter once you start manipulating, massaging the idea, practicing, training, you know? So trial and error. That's the main thing. I just want to say, I don't care what, what idea. Maybe you want to build furniture. Maybe you want to model. Maybe you want to act. Maybe you want to speak English. You know, maybe you want to speak French. It's not going to happen with you just sitting there thinking about it, you know? Maybe you've figured out, yeah, I need to learn, I need to learn Italian, right? Okay, so the, the, the notion has hit you. You need to learn Italian. What do you do? You can sit there and think about it and, oh, I need to learn it and roll it over for four months, which sometimes you will do. But until you actually pick up that book, start watching videos, you know, listening to the language, immersing yourself in it, it's only speculation and you won't make the results that you could actually do if you follow through and start handling it. So takeaway, trial and error is golden. 
Uh, and now it's time to eat. I'm going to go pick my mom up. We're going to go over here to Sam Jones. They have some smoked wings and smoked turkey. They don't fry anything. They smoke everything. So it's a long, slow cook process. But, I mean, the meat is just magnificent. Very, very, very tasty. But I hope you got something from this. I hope you got what you needed from this. Because I said, I mean, I went from, I mean, I'm just a regular guy, you know. I know a little bit, I know a few things. I know about mental health, I know about communication skills because this is what I do. I've been doing this for years. I got into mental health when I was 20, 20 years old. I've been doing this over a decade, you know, almost two decades, well, two decades pretty much. I just gotta put it out there. I've been doing this stuff for two decades, you know, my work, my job. But this car stuff, I've been driving cars forever, but actually getting under the hood, probably the last five or six years, messing with a few things here or there. My next project that I'm going to do, now that I've replaced the whole ignition simply, is I'm going to replace the headlights on my car. This is something most people would normally go to a mechanic for. But I have the confidence, based on previous wins, change from everything from changing the taillights to changing the brake lights to little stuff inside to this big job, for me is a big job, this ignition simply. Yeah, now I feel like I could tackle the headlights. Now there is another matter with my car. I'm having a leak with the antifreeze. I'm going to let them handle that just because of the, the location of the leak and the tools. One thing I learned about, you know, the whole trial and error is sometimes, yeah, you can sit there and figure it out. This was a situation where I had the time, you know, I was able to still keep rolling. I didn't need my car tomorrow. The car wasn't dead in the water. I was able to, you know, deduce what was going on with the help of YouTube. That's why I always always preach that YouTube is a great resource. It's edutainment. You can sit up there and watch the little silly videos, which is good every now and then, but you want to spend the bulk of your time watching stuff that's actually going to give you new skills and build your skill set. We can't walk into 2021 and think about 2022 with the 1989 mindset. You've got to be learning all the time. You read, you study. Don't want to go on a little soliloquy here, but you get it. So I hope you all are doing well. I hope everybody's safe. Still wear your mask, whether you have the vaccination or not. Wear your mask, be safe, and I'll catch you in the next one.